0: صنت يا بيه بنسبه سماء العذراء مريم اا اسمحوا لي النهارده اتكلم بالانجليزي المره اللي فاتت بالعربي وبعدين قابلني بعض الشباب بره فحسيت ان يعني لازم قلت لهم يعني المره الجايه ساعيش نتكلم فافتكرت انا عربي In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and God, Amen. Just a note to know that during the fast of St. Mary, the readings does not or do not change. All the readings of the liturgy during the fast of St. Mary <coughs> are connected with the Synaxarion during the, the weekdays. On Sundays is another story. So, what you, what you heard today is about or related to the story of the Synaxarion tomorrow. And also, what you will hear tomorrow in the liturgy and the same thing are connected to the Synaxarion story. Uh, And so on. So, the gospel of tonight is from St. Matthew, chapter 10, verses 16 to 23. I will just read it and uh, explain the main thoughts of the gospel. Matthew 10, verse 16, it says, Behold, I send you out as a sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as servant and harmless as doves. Actually, the whole section, or the entire section of the readings of the gospel of tonight are about how to face oppositions. They are like instructions to the disciples when the Lord sends them out to preach, he gave them some instructions or some commands. So the first command he told them in Matthew ten, sixteen Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as servants and harmless as doves. And you can imagine what would happen if you sent a sheep in the midst or among wolves. So the first action, the first thing would happen that the wolves will attack the sheep and try to kill and eat the sheep. So the mission of the disciples, of the mission of any one of us who want to preach the gospel at any front or at any area in his life, the mission is something very dangerous. It is something very dangerous. You are like a sheep among wolves. So how how to deal with this issue? The Lord Jesus Christ told them, Be wise as servants and harmless as doves. In the Eastern culture of that time, they describe the servants as wise. Why? Because the servant is wise to escape from any harmless situation. So the Lord Jesus Christ is telling them, try to escape from any harmless situation. And also he says to be harmless or to be innocent. In another translation it says be innocent. Because is known by its meekness, and by its innocence. If you look to the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, you will see him in his ministry as very wise and very innocent, very meek, very uh, harmless. So when people came to him and asked him about paying the taxes to Caesar, wisely he answered them and asked him, give me the money of the taxes. And when they gave him the money, he asked them, whose inscription on that money? They said, Caesar. Then he said to them, give to Caesar. What Caesar's and give to God what God's. So very wisely he could answer them. In other situation he did the same. And in the same time, we see him very meek and very, uh, very humble, very harmless. When the kids, the children came to him and the disciples objected, our Lord Jesus Christ told them, let them come, do not hinder them, for such of this is the kingdom of God. So the very thing, or the very command, he asked his disciples to be wise and to be innocent. Oh, by the way, when we speak about opposition, as not only opposition, uh, in our preaching outside to other people, because any of us can find opposition even at his home. So how can I deal with opposition? Wives can find opposition from their husband, and the husband can find opposition from their wives. How can we deal? The advice is: be wise and be harmless be wise, and be meek. So this is the first highlight in the gospel of of tonight. The second highlight is in verses 17 to 18. But be aware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake As a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. It says the same thing in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 9 to 10. And we see this happened in the ministry and the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was opposed strongly by the chief priests, by the Pharisees, by the Sadducees, many opposed his servants. Even when he did anything good, they didn't say it, say it as good things, but spoke badly about him. When he drove out demons, they said about him that he drove out demons by Beelzebub. when he made the liver cleansed on, on the Sabbath, they spoke about him as a Sabbath uh, breaker, that he broke the Sabbath. So opposition is there, there is no ministry, there is no preaching, there is no proclamation of the gospel without it being persecuted, opposed, or facing many bad things. And the third highlight is about the divine guidelines of guidance. In verses 19 to 20, the Lord Jesus Christ said to them, but when they deliver you up, Do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. Uh, And then he said in verse 19, for it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. So you might be scared about the thoughts, the first two thoughts about the opposition, the persecution. But here there is a good thing or a good news that you are not alone. But the Holy Spirit is in you, not just with you. The Holy Spirit is in you. And the Holy Spirit will speak in you in any encounters, it is the spirit of the Father who speaks in you. But that needs from us to be submitted to the will of the Father. Submitted to the will of the Father and asking the guidance of the Father. Our Lord Jesus Christ gave us a wonderful example about that when he was facing the, the sufferings as a night of his crucifixion, and he was about to face uh, the Sanhedrin and to face uh, Pilate. And face all what he would go to face during that Holy Friday. At that night, the Lord Jesus Christ came with his disciple to Gethsemane. And he prayed to the Father. What the gospel told us about in this prayer is just... Short statement, but I'm sure that he prayed much than that. And that short statement, he told his father or asked his father, "Father, if it is possible, take up the cup from me, but your will be done, not my will." And the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verse 43, said that an angel from heaven appeared to strengthen him. So I'm sure he was not just speaking, he was not just praying that the cup would be removed from him, but also he was praying to get. Help, divine help in his human uh, nature. The book of Hebrews, the epistle of Hebrews, chapter 5 to 7, it says about our Lord Jesus Christ that in the days of his flesh, he offered fervent prayer and tears and inquires a request to who is able to save him from the death. And he was hurt because of his piety. So if there will be opposition at any front in your life, if, you, if there will be persecution, Make sure that there is a divine help from the Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit is ready for you. Just ask and you will be given. Knock and it will be open to you. The following highlights in this chapter is verse 21. It's about that the struggle extended not only outside of our homes, but even in our homes, and our families. So the Lord Jesus Christ said in verse 21, now brother will deliver a, will deliver a brother to death. A father has a child. And the children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. Micah the prophet said, For son dishonored father, daughter rises against her mother. Daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Among the enemies are the men of his own household. So this happened when there is difference in view of beliefs. You believe in something and the other believes in something else. Or you give high values to the commands of Christ and the other do not see it necessary to give high value to such commands. And I'm sure that each families have experienced something like that. Someone wants to help others and someone doesn't want to help. And then because of these differences, there is a struggle. Even this happened in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. His relative... When he saw people came behind him, many people, crowd came behind him, came out to put their hands on him, to seize him. And they said, he's out of mind, he's out of mind. Can you imagine that the relatives of our Lord Jesus Christ said about him, he's out of mind. This makes us comfort, give us some comfort. That when I see the closest people around me does not agree with what I do for Christ, I have comfort here because this happened with our Lord Jesus Christ himself. And all of us know that one of his closest disciples, Judas Iscariot, is the one who betrayed him and delivered him up to be crucified. And for this, the Psalm 41, 9, it says about Judas, Judas that the one who ate with me, he raised his heel against me. So the one who attended the supper was our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who followed him, the one that Jesus trusted and gave him the treasury box is the one who betrayed him. One of the closest disciples to our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's normal. And it happens, it happens, nothing strange. The following highlight is in verse 22, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. So people will hate us because of our love of our Lord Jesus Christ and because we are following the commands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, these days, they look to the conservatives who like to apply the commands of the Bible. They look at them as we were radical. All fanatic and say more things, bad things, about them. But all of that needs endurance, patience. For this the Lord Jesus Christ, he who endures to the end shall be saved. And for the endurance, we see the wonder, for example, also and the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm really amazed by the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. In and all, in all his life, he showed much endurance. I do not know how he endured the temptations of Satan. And when he hears that Satan take him from this place, and bought him in another place, Bought him in the holy city in the pinnacle of the temple, and then he takes him from the pinnacle of the temple to a high mountain, to a high mountain. And in all of this, our Lord Jesus Christ is enduring, enduring what's going on. He has the divine power that he could say to Satan, No, I'm not going with you. I'm not going to allow you to be test me. But he endured that to achieve the victory and gave us and gives us this victory as an inheritance for all of us. So he endures the temptation on the mountain. And he endures the weakness of his disciples. At the, time, at the night of his suffering, when they arrested him, all his disciples left him and, and escaped. But we never see that he, after that, take a, take a stand against them or even tell them, I don't love you because you forsake me at the time of my suffering. But he spoke with them as his brothers after his resurrection. For this reason, St. Paul, in the epistle to the Hebrews, Hebrews 12, speak of us, speak to us and advise us to look at Christ, the leader of our faith and the finisher of our faith, who is for the pleasure set before him, he endures the cross, despised the shame of the cross, and for this he seated on the right hand of the Father. Think about this. Is what Paul says to us in Hebrews. Think about who endures. Opposition from the sinners that you have strength and not to fall down under any uh, under any uh, trial. So this is about endurance amid hatred. I believe the last thing in the gospel of today in verse 23, is something strategic responses to persecution. The Lord Jesus Christ told them, when they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For assuredly, I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. It was not wise that a servant or a preacher found a position in a place and he is insisted to stay in, this, in the same place. But the advice of our Lord Jesus Christ <clears throat> is to flee and to escape and to go to another place. It, it was said about the Lord Jesus Christ in John 7.1 that at a specific period in his life he didn't go to Judea because the Jews were about to kill him. He knew very well that he would be killed, but he didn't want to be killed in the first year of his ministry. He didn't want to be killed in the the second or the third, at the beginning of the third year of his ministry. He wanted to fulfill all his time. So he stayed in Galilee, didn't go to Judea because the people were about to kill him. And another incident mentioned in the Gospel of Luke 4 and verses 23 to 30, they were very angry of him, the people were very angry of him, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and so on, were very angry of him. And we're about to throw him from the cliff of a mountain. So it says here, look for that, and verse 29, that Jesus passed through them. He disappeared from them. He didn't leave himself to be thrown out or to be killed before his time. So his time, his advice this time that if there is opposition in some place, go to another, go to another place. Do not waste your energy. Do not waste your time. May the Lord God gave us the Holy Spirit to strengthen us and to give us the wisdom and to give us the power of the life of Christ in our lives, that we can preach as He preached, it, that we can serve as He served, that we can follow His commandments. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.